0: I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. How to have vaginal orgasms. First off, let me say unequivocally that every woman is capable of deeper vaginal orgasms. By that, I mean the G-spot, AFE zone, and cervical orgasms, and squirting. These deeper vaginal orgasms are like the Loch Ness monsters of sexuality. Hardly anyone knows what they are, let alone how to get there. I am forever coming across articles that talk about women's orgasms, or rather a woman's orgasm as though there is only one and then I get confused because I wonder are they talking about clitoral orgasms g-spot orgasms anal orgasms or eargasms I never know, and the authors of said articles don't seem to know either. Presumably, they're talking about clitoral orgasms as these tend to be the most common female orgasm and the one most likely to show up in a lab. However, the clitoris is just the tip of the iceberg. Literally, the clitoris most people know and love is a tiny button on the external vulva, which is full of pleasure and swells with touch. The clitoris is part of a larger system of nerves and tissues which make up the entire clitoral bulb, which wraps itself around the entryway of the vaginal canal like a wishbone. This is where things start to get good – inside the vagina. Just like an iceberg, the external clitoris is only 10% or less of where female pleasure lies. 90 percent of the titanic altering power is much further inside i often say that the clitoris is good for a warm-up a teaser to the main event but make no mistake the true pleasure and power of a woman's sexuality and the kinds of orgasms which change her life are located inside the vagina i guarantee you that i use the phrase pandora's box to describe the vagina A wild, mysterious cavern which houses transformative potential. And this is why so many women are lackluster about sex. They can take it or leave it because they've only ever had clitoral orgasms. Or someone mistakenly told them that the clitoris, not the vagina itself, was the pleasure source for women, and they believed it. While clitoral orgasms are fun, kind of like eating a candy bar, uh, they aren't life-changing or life-sustaining. They aren't even nourishing gourmet food. You need to go into the vagina for that. The vagina demands that you open, surrender, and fully let go to experience what it has to offer. All of my best, most cataclysmic sexual experiences have been in the vagina. Afterwards, I'm glowing. I radiate peace and ease and love and confidence and beauty, the epitome of the well-fucked woman. Uh, It feels like I'm a new person, that I'm reborn. And these are the orgasms, as I said, that change your life. They actually help you to drop away the false pieces of yourself and become the person you truly are. The reason why they elude so many people, and especially laboratory analysis, although they've been cited in some labs, mainly French ones, just not English ones, is because they involve far more than just technique. In fact, I would say that technique is less than 10% of what will take you there. So here's the other 90%. The first issue is that you think that you are just one of those women who can't. I have had women G-spot orgasm just hours after telling them that they could, meaning they'd previously bought into the untruth that only some women can have G-spot orgasms, and since they'd tried and failed before, they just assumed they were in that category. And then they found me, and I told them that all women were able to have all the orgasms, G-spots and others, and then many of these women try the same day and they succeed. Because if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you can't. Sometimes it's that simple. I a thousand percent guarantee that you can. The second factor would be that you have a hard time letting go. So the game-changing factor that separates the girls from the women or the clitoris from the vagina is the ability to open up, drop your guard, and surrender. If you cannot do that, you cannot get there. These deeper internal orgasms call on the deeper internal parts of you. Your vulnerability, your authentic self, they need to be present. You can't hide behind a wall. And that's why these orgasms are less likely to appear in casual sex situations, or if you have unresolved issues in the space between you and your partner. If anything is holding you back, you won't get there. The third factor is having a numb vagina. Most women have numb vaginas. A numb vagina is the product of some kind of dissociation. This might be through sexual or emotional trauma or simply by virtue of growing up in our sexually repressed and oppressed cultures. Few people make it out alive or with feeling in their vaginas, so you have to recultivate it and bring it back to life. That's why the vaginal kung fu practice, that's what that's all about, waking up the vagina and restoring sensation and feeling in it. So a jade yoni egg is the key to your queendome. Once you have that sensation back, your vagina can function as it's meant to as a source of wisdom and power. And yeah, really deep, life-changing, immensely pleasurable orgasms. Part of the issue to resurrection is exercise. Like I've said, this whole program of mine in terms of vaginal weightlifting and sentience and activation of the vagina, once you get circulation going in the vagina, you get lubrication, you get flow, you get orgasmic potential, all of that stuff comes back. The fourth factor would be that you have to stay the course. These deeper orgasms involve stamina, and this is why I love them. They push you to go further than you think you can, to surrender deeper than you think you can. And then a little bit further, you know, when you work with a trainer at the gym or a really challenging yoga teacher, and they don't let you hide, they don't let you cheat, they push you to your edge and hold you there until you break in a good way. Now apply that to sex and your orgasm, you let go a layer and then another layer and another layer. And once you've peeled back enough layers of yourself, you'll find truth, you'll find your orgasm. This process has saved My life over the years, having a dependable place besides the gym and surfing and wherever else I can find it, that I can go to break myself and to die. They don't call it the little death for nothing, folks. You have to earn it. Speaking of earning it, now I want to introduce you to this week's well fucked all star, Amanda. I love Amanda. Amanda went from being a woman who had no orgasms ever, not one in her entire life, and I don't mean not vaginal, I mean not even clitoral, and now she has all the things. Clitoral, G-spot, cervical, squirting, energy orgasms, eargasms, assgasms. Now the biggest argument between she and her husband is who is going to do the laundry after she soaks all of those sheets and towels with her ejaculate.
1: Well-Fucked All-Stars!
0: Welcome, Amanda!
1: Hi! (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Uh, In fact, I owe it to you to be here.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, let's talk about that. You have had such an incredible orgasmic journey, so tell us. So, where were you, what happened, and where are you now?
1: Yeah, so... I don't know. I, I guess I basically like to put it that I went from zero to a million you know, miles per hour, kind of. Uh, so basically, when I discovered your work, um, I you described, you know, what an underfucked woman is like, and I, I basically realized that was me. And I just I didn't make the connection that there was like all this stuff uh, going you know, wrong in my relationship and just my life in general on how I was feeling that was, you know, connected to sex. I, I, from a, from a really early age, I've always been the type of person that's been into personal growth work, like, you know, nutrition, exercise, like spiritual, like, I feel like I had all those other areas, you know, whole essentially. And I was like, why, why am I so crazy? You know, like, why am I? why am I not wanting to have sex with my husband anymore? Why am I so mad at him? There's a, why am I mad at myself? There's just all this stuff that was happening. And then when you described, it, you know, essentially sex being that missing key, I was like, oh my God, duh. You know? So I kind of listened to your work for, I think it was almost a year before I really got to like a breaking point. And... Uh, the well-fucked woman was opening up for registration at that time and it was like I got all the emails leading up to it and then it was on my birthday it was the very last day of registration I was like oh I was like I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna no. register I'm gonna do it and we're gonna see what happens so it was like it was perfect timing and I really felt like I had gotten to you know a rock bottom within my relationship and how I was feeling so I was like okay I think this is it so, um, and at this, okay. And kind of one of the reasons I feel like I, I felt like I was really like crazy at that time in my, in my life. I, I was just, I was really moody and all this stuff. So anyway, like, and I think part of that is because I had never had an orgasm in my life and I didn't even know, like, I thought I had always enjoyed sex like like most couples in the beginning of your relationship but like you're doing it like all the time you know whatever one th- times a day in the morning at night outside you know it doesn't really matter and I was like that and I I enjoyed it but I I didn't realize that I wasn't orgasming and that I it really wasn't as good as it could have been that I wasn't actually surrendering at all and that I was mainly focusing on my husband's pleasure and I thought I was orgasming, but I was not. So, um, yeah, after hearing, after joining the salon, um, I consider that to be like my first, like really big surrender, um, was just letting go of these preconceived notions about myself and what sex can actually do for you like I didn't want to focus on the fact that I had never had an orgasm because in your in the interviews I had I had read and stuff I just came clear to me that I that I hadn't and not even clitoral like I'm seriously talking like not even clitoral orgasms which always shocks my friends and everybody like I didn't even (laughs) know that I hadn't had so crazy so um yeah, so I was a little intimidated when I started just because I was like, Ugh, you know, I I want to get to this place that she's talking about, but I don't even know what, what that's like. So instead of focusing on that, I just completely let go. I was like, this this life that she talks about is like exactly what I want. And I know that the only way I'm really going to get there is just by more diving in, and not even thinking about my past or who I was, essentially. So, um, so you really
0: were willing to just yeah. your, you know, the way you talk about surrender, is to take a chance mm-hmm. to take a chance and throw aside your old ideas, your old beliefs, and take a chance that there might be another better way.
1: Completely. And I didn't even know what that looked like. I, I, I literally went into it with um, a lot of I would say kindness towards myself as well, like not... I kind of made like an internal pact, like not to expect... You know, certain results within like the eight weeks, you know, and that's how long the salon is. And I was like, you know, if I, if I don't, if I don't turn into Kim in eight weeks, like that's <laughs> fine. You know, <laughs> like
0: if you don't join I, me on I, the vaginal I, weightlifting tour. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, I essentially understood that this was going to be a journey. And what I was not expecting at all was how, how quickly all of this happened. It was insane. Um, So, all right. So I basically... F- I also decided that it was probably more important to focus um on myself. Like I realized that that was really where my issues had lied, was that I I, hadn't, I never had enjoyed self pleasuring. Like I, I didn't I didn't know how to feel like sexy on my own it was always like a show you know like for my husband or whatever and um so i really i didn't even focus so much on sex with him at first although that was of course part of it but um my my, the biggest thing that i wanted to work on was being able to actually enjoy self-pleasuring i was like i had tried before um sex was not a secret in my household actually growing up like my mom had explained it to me and it was like it was a subject that was on the table essentially and I had always like tried but I never ever liked it and I was like I don't get why people do this I guess I'm just one of those people that doesn't like it Um, so yeah that was kind of my first starting place was really trying to enjoy um, self-pleasuring and also at this time in my life i i had an extremely busy schedule i was working two separate jobs sometimes uh usually between like 50 and 60 hours a week um i also at i have a son and at the time he was like two uh and so like i I totally know what it's like to have a busy life you know i i get that it can seem like something i guess that you shouldn't prioritize or like that you're not possibly gonna have the time for, but I also knew that was I couldn't think that way if I was going to get there. So I uh my you know, when my son would take naps in the afternoon or even actually later in the middle of the night, like I got I got crazy. I let go of my schedule and I was just, you know, doing stuff at like all all times <laughs> of the day, honestly. I uh places too like I remember I remember taking you know you talk about like coffee breaks to solve pleasure like I totally did that at work like (laughs) I I spent I spent over an hour in a car once after work I my regular time and I was I was lucky I guess that I had this like I knew I could guarantee all this time but when my son would take naps and he took long naps like I would I would self-pleasure as long as he was taking a nap essentially and honestly sometimes that even went to like three hours wow. and in like the first yeah because I I just I, I really didn't want to give up because I knew that I had like a very you know numb n- very numb like no man's land vagina and I had like no sensation you know when, when I started this course so you said like in, in one of the, you know, early salons that it can take a long time to feel anything. So that's exactly what I did. I just kept going until I felt something. And, you know, the first few times that I, that I did, or maybe, uh, I don't know exactly, this was a while ago, but maybe the first couple of weeks of, um, self-pleasuring for anywhere from at least 30 minutes up to, like I said, like even three hours at times, like Uh, sometimes it really didn't feel like anything. And then I just, it just started to break through and it got more and more and more. And in fact, I was so confused by my first clitoral orgasm that I thought it was a G-spot orgasm because it was so intense. But uh, then I realized that it's like really nothing compared to the other stuff. And then I broke through, I think maybe it was within the first month for sure. I broke through to my, my G-spot orgasms and like, uh, literal floodgates, <laughs> like my first, my first breakthrough with that. I think I had like seven squirting G-spot orgasms. You know, In within like session of squirting, you yes, had seven different. Like within squirting- my, yes, wow. Within like fifteen minutes, I, I kind of <laughs> I wasn't like super focusing on time, but it was like every couple of minutes, like it just and I just i just didn't stop i just kept going because it's like you like you explained like i took all your explanations like very literally i was like okay like she says it you know they kind of feel endless and they just you know they build and plateau so i was like all right i'll just keep going and see what happens and i was late for work because i just kind of kept going because i was like i want to see where this is gonna go and i had to stop because i had to go to work it's not like it had stopped you know what i mean right seven so then, was just
0: the beginning yeah you could have gone a lot further yeah
1: and i sent my i sent my husband a picture of the uh the results and he was like what the hell like what,
0: you, what the what how you <laughs> decimated the bed sheets what do you mean
1: yes yeah. yes and how uh i'm honestly sick of laundry like after after doing work with you like laundry is like the bane of my life <laughs> Too much squirting.
0: <laughs> I've actually heard this but, from more than one person that when yes. they we, we when we manufacture a prolific squirter, laundry actually becomes a bit of a source of of, of like a bona contention between <laughs> the
1: relationship. Yeah, like who's gonna do all a the fucking annoying. laundry? Today? <laughs> yeah, I've had a I've had to buy more blankets and like we have like you know towels set aside and all that, but yeah. So anyway, like it just it just kept. So, obviously, that was, like, a huge breakthrough. Like, for me, I was, like, from having felt nothing to this, like, infinite, it really felt like an infinite source of pleasure. Like, it just kept going. And then in my, so my about, very biggest could, record.
0: How did it, so what was your head? Did you say Guinness record? What?
1: Oh, not Guinness record. My record. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Sounds like you might be up there anyway, but um, what, how did it, so tell me more about the pleasure and how it felt in your body and how you felt like emotionally, mentally during and then after.
1: Very, yeah, definitely. So it's, it's really kind of like the beginning, like I was saying, when I even like signed up for the course, it was, it was a huge surrender and it was, it was not, it's just so, expansive is is the best way to describe it like when I when you think of clitoral orgasms like I know exactly what you're talking about the way you describe them they're just like a little blip on the radar essentially like it's so yeah totally yeah it feels like a button actually it's like right there it's so it's so small but then like this orgasm was like it felt like it just went way past my body and um and just how continuously good it feels like clear ones you're, you're just done you know after yeah. you know whatever the one that you have and you're just like exhausted and like it you know it feels good for a second but whatever but the the g spawn ones when i got in there they just like i said they just continued and they just felt so amazing and yeah like sometimes i i absolutely cried sometimes and um, it would just be crying and then laughing sometimes, and just I just completely let myself feel whatever I was feeling, and it's really just jumping into the abyss, you know. That that's really all it is. Like it's not, and and two, like on a physical level, when you feel like you're about to pee, just let's not pee, just let it happen, you know. So yeah. just letting that happen. And then the pleasure that comes afterward is just like ridiculous and like i was kind of getting into my my record is is well over a 30 you know g-spot orgasms like squirting all over the place like i think that was
0: over 30 is I that what that
1: you said session yeah i i stopped counting actually
0: yeah um, i bet your mind it was starts turning off after a while
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I've already, I I beat seven, I've had blah, 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 like it just, yeah, it, like I said, like the kind of just, I was like, I'm just gonna see how long this can go. Like, how long can this possibly go? And yeah, it was like about three hours. And again, the same thing, the only reason I stopped is because I had to go to work, you know, and that was just by myself. So, Yes, and this was all within the eight weeks of the salon. This was not past it. Um, I just, I just did get to a point where I um, just, com- I guess, just completely surrendered, you know. And I was just really paid for doing that, and that was something I had never realized was so important in sex. Like, you, you always hear that growing up, you always hear like, oh, you have to let go and you have to breathe during sex, but they don't really you heard that if you don't know about these other you heard that growing up yeah i don't know a lot of people hear that no No, i've I've heard that but it's just i i literally read i read i read that in cosmo as a teenager like they say it but it's just like a blip it's like it's not even like you know they really don't go into it or really what you get from doing that or how important the the emotional aspect is
0: right yeah
1: totally so it's so much deeper than people think and um And what's interesting is that when, you you know, speaking of like the emotions behind this, like, so, yeah, I actually did not have a cervical orgasm until I think it was about five or six months after the salon had ended. And it had gotten a little bit frustrating because it's not like, it's not like I was like done with my G-spot orgasms, like they weren't amazing anymore. But I was just like, I did want to get to that next level. And I was like again like even even in that you know those really long periods that I was telling you about like even that at times and, and that was using different toys that was during intercourse all that stuff I still was not getting to the cervical orgasms and that I just it had gotten a little bit frustrating I was like I really want to get there I want to see what that's like um but I just kept going I just knew eventually that again like if I kept on doing this work like that would come to and like I said, that was, I think, five or six months after the salon had ended. So that did take some time. But uh, I realized that that was like a much deeper level of surrender, like with my relationship and my husband. Like the G-Spot orgasms, I feel like, was a really big surrender, like with myself and kind of realizing, I guess I would say my own potential to even get there. And then the next biggest surrender was definitely with my husband for sure. Like when we got to um, a much deeper place within ourselves, like that's when I was finally able to have cervical orgasms during um, intercourse. And it would be at least one, but a lot of the time it was, you know, more than one. It was amazing. So it really, really speaks to the commitment of this work. And I did have a lot of rapid success, but then some of it did take a little bit more time.
0: So I love what you're saying because I often say that orgasms are the barometer, right? They're the barometer of Mm -hmm. your level of connection and ability to let go within yourself and the same reflection, like your level of connection and ability to let go and really open up and surrender with your partner. And when all of those things are in place, then the orgasms come. If you build it, they will come. If you let go of it, they will come. And,
1: you know,
0: rather than like I often say, if everyone had all the, all these physical techniques are out there, they're on the internet, they're in books. And so if everyone could just Mm -hmm. apply the same physical techniques, then everyone would have these orgasms, but they're not. The majority, Of the people have never had them, don't even know what they are, and so it all comes down to these other factors that are less, much less about the physical and much deeper emotional, spiritual, mental, energetic connections with the self and partner. And when all of that inner work is done, or not, it doesn't have to be completed, right? Like you're never over and done with Mm -hmm. the work, but once you've made a serious serious inroads into it then you see that as then the expression in the body where it opens up to all these wild wilder deeper more transcendent levels
1: totally and like and that's what's so really you know liberating is that i feel like i i I almost it's not that it's not that pleasure obviously isn't like amazing and and it's almost like ridiculous how amazing it, it can feel but it's almost it's almost overemphasize because i feel like this this deep internal work that you're talking about is like more so the goal because it's like you're really learning these like extremely valuable life lessons and and traits that expand way further into your outer life. You know, you're learning things like, you know, surrender, which i've talked about, you know, trust, um self-worth, confidence, speaking your truth, like all that stuff. Like that all all of that like carries on into your life and you have to harness all those things and learn how to do those things to experience the orgasm. So they're really, to me, they're a gift for all that other stuff. And I'm not like undervaluing the pleasure at all, but um, I, I kind of appreciate what I've learned, you know, in my outer life to an extent, even more than the pleasure
0: right and i i echo that sentiment i mean what you're talking about is like that's the price of admission right to these deeper mm-hmm. orgasms they become these milestones in the sense that when you've achieved and worked through stuff in yourself and gotten to a certain place you know then you get these kind of like this reward for your efforts and that And that's what I I guess I'm so emphatic about the vaginal orgasms and their life changing potential is just what you described, like in order to get there, the process to getting there involves all of this other deeper energetic breakthrough work and the benefits Mm -hmm. are massive and they spread out way way beyond your soaked sheets out of your bedroom into every other aspect of your life. And these, they change you, right? Like this, I always talk about the concept of le petit more, the little birth and the, re- the death and rebirth mm-hmm. that you have through these deeper vaginal orgasms, G-spot orgasms, and in particular cervical orgasms. And they are the most amazing personal growth tool for women that once they know how to access this in themselves, it becomes one of the best things they can do to really self-realize and to harness their innate power
1: yes and i and i know what you're talking about like you've mentioned how uh these orgasms can really like change your your entire week and i know exactly what you mean because like the when i when i have these i'm in such a much calmer mood i'm I'm so much happier i'm so much like i have way more physical energy i feel like a much better parent you know like i have two kids now and a much better partner, like to my husband. Like before I did all this work, um, like I mentioned earlier, like I just, I I was the the portrait of an underfucked woman in in many ways. Like I was, I just had this like hysteria, I guess. I guess I had hysteria a little bit, like just getting a little bit, you know, crazy. And I, when I have these, my my mood is, is so calm. Like I just feel so centered for many, many, many days. You know like yeah like even yesterday like I had <laughs> uh, we just moved into a new place and we broke it in last night in the living room <laughs> and I had like an amazing cervical orgasm and like three g-spot orgasms and I'm just like feeling amazing you know I was like really late and it was no problem and it really does improve life quality overall and and for my husband as well like he just feels he notices the difference as well you know in his in his work life in his relationship with me like our communication is so much better we feel so much more on the same page about where we're going in life and it used to feel like such a such a struggle because there were these these issues that we weren't dealing with that we didn't realize were issues it was taking up so much space and once we really got uh, you know the sex figured out. Everything just feels so much smoother. It's and and things are falling into place without us really having to work very hard. Like all these things that we want, they they just are happening um, without even really searching. So it's it's the power is is incredible, and it really makes me um, enjoy demon hunting. You know, like like you always talk about like a emo- demon hunting. It becomes. I, I I really do understand how intimidating it can feel in the beginning, because depending on whatever your past is, like there there are some like negative emotions that come up. Like like with me, I totally have stuff come up still. You know, even after I've gotten, I feel like really far on on this journey that I never thought I would, that I would be in, and it just I, I'm not afraid to really. Look at myself and You have to look at the good parts and the bad parts of yourself and you have to learn how to improve and that's when all this amazing stuff comes so um, Because I know what the reward is like now and I've gotten that sexual piece into my You know how I take care of myself. Yeah, life just feels so much more complete and happy and joyous
0: I love all of that and how you've described it, which is exactly how I say that when you focus on your intimate relationship and your sexual energy, that then becomes this turbo boost that then fuels... Mm-hmm. and energizes every other part of your life to the point where you then don't even have to work so hard on the rest of your life because you basically go inside in the bedroom, <laughs> have amazing sex, have life yeah. orgasms, <laughs> and then that just kind of catapults you out of the bedroom and you know has this giant wave of energy and power that flows out into everything you do where you don't have to stress, you don't have to slog as hard, you don't have to work, 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 work. It's It's like, no, you go inside and Mm -hmm. you fuck, (laughs) you you fuck well and you fuck deeply and then you come out and the world, it's like, it just gets paved in front of you. So I love hearing all about that and that you brought in, you know, the connection with your partner, because I often say that when, you know, when a woman is really under fucked, she's going to make everyone know about it, especially her partner. And even if yes. she might be part of the reason why she's under right, her own blockages and resistance, she's going to take it out on him primarily. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. And so once the woman becomes well fucked, everything changes. Instead of the naggy, bitchy partner that he had before or she, whatever, like, then, then she becomes this ultimate support. Absolutely. You know, she's <laughs> on his side. She's helping out. She's like, whatever you can do, easygoing, carefree, you know, blowjobs all over the house. Right. Like, she's a very, very yes. happy woman. <laughs> happy, wife, happy yes, life. That was the
1: partner I wanted to be for him because he, he's such he's, you know, he's my my life partner. He's an amazing father, an amazing partner to me. But both of us just really didn't make the connection that the sex was missing. It's like, I, I feel like most people, you know, including myself, just, you know, uh, sex is just gonna continue to be amazing. It's like, I we liked it when we started, and it's just gonna continue that way. But that's not how it works at all. So much, so many emotions come into it, and oh my gosh, yeah. I just, I didn't realize how how much more was involved, and, and again, like just horrible sexual education out there is really no surprise. But um, it's so much more emotional than I ever thought growing up, and it's it's the single. I would definitely call it the single most important, you know, thing that I've ever really done for myself, really. And I'm so glad that I learned it earlier on in life. But it doesn't mean that you can't start at any other point either. It it doesn't, it doesn't matter when you start, it's really just that you get there and that you stay committed. And I I loved, I loved that I I felt so proud that I committed as much as I did to this, you know, because I feel like, like most people you give up on other things like exercise routines or whatever. And this staying on this course has just, it just continuously evolves to give gifts to me. And I can only imagine how that's just going to continue. And, and yeah, like the, the other orgasms that there are that people don't even realize it's not even just clitoral and G-spot and cervical. Like I've had, you know, the other ones as well, like nipple orgasms and, and, Anal you know, and energy—it's like what? The—it's amazing how what our bodies are really capable of, and uh, where do I want to go with that? Well, there's a whole new universe
0: out there once you start to open up those doors and open up your mind and release any old beliefs and limiting ideas and stuff that's been on top, put on top of you by culture, society, family, religion, whatever. And to break through that, you see, yeah, there's a whole other universe out there that just keeps growing and expanding, like your orgasms.
1: Yeah, the physical infinity, like I said, like over 30 orgasms, like, no problem. It's like you just really realize how much you're capable of in your own life.
0: So, right. The power that you have in your orgasms (laughs) becomes the power you have in your whole life. And one of the things I so love about your story is your level of commitment. Like you're deciding I'm going to get there. I'm going to do I'm going to self-pleasure while my son's asleep. I'm going to self-pleasure in the car. I'm going to like whatever be up in the middle of the night won't get much sleep tonight, but that's all right. Mm -hmm. Like your total commitment to make it happen in the face of things that people often rationalize as being good reasons why not to like you're super busy yeah. at work you're working 50 to 60 hours you're a new mother you have a child around like all completely socially sanctioned excuses for why not to put yes. energy into these areas and you just went whatever i'm getting there and you did it and that's why yeah. i really wanted to talk to you and have you share that with people because you know and people that's have to stop thinking
1: of i sorry go ahead
0: go, that, <laughs> yeah. go ahead You go. people
1: need to stop thinking about sleep people need to stop <laughs> using sleep as an excuse. Like, I can't... Every... So many times, you know, my husband and I are like, oh my God, like, I'm so tired. And do we really want to do this? And then we just, you know, we just do it and we just start. And then the energy comes, like, almost right away. Because again, like, once you open all of that up, your, your energy just immediately raises. And you don't need to sleep as much. We really don't. Like, I only probably get five to six hours of sleep and I feel so energetic like I have two kids now obviously a relationship household job all that stuff you know and it's (laughs) it's like another part of nutrition essentially so that's that's another excuse that people need to stop using
0: (laughs) right right it's your daily bread well you're gluten-free it's better than bread your daily superfood yes injection (laughs) yeah fantastic thank you amanda that was amazing i really appreciate you being willing to share your story and be a beacon and inspiration for other women to know what's possible for them even coming from a place like starting with not having any orgasms and then becoming this orgasmic all-star so thank you
1: thank you i couldn't have gotten there without your description of how it all works so thank you so much
0: The vagina demands that you show up deeply. The keys to the kingdom or the queendom, rather, are found inside. The Well-Fucked Woman Salon is open for registration. Join me on this eight-week journey to all things orgasm and female sexuality. The salon starts next week. Are you coming?